From COK Studios in Audie Cornish's carport, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. On today's show, we'll consider the history of political dynasties as the Bush family prepares to hand theirs over to the next generation. We'll also consider your questions in a special Ask Alex edition of Consider Your Health. And we'll consider where in the world is Carmen Sandiego. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from the Old Town Playhouse, now showing a revival of a classic musical with a new twist. The Burger King and I opens this week. Visit otp.com for tickets and showtimes. And Zmed Talks, the series of online talks from actor Adrian Zmed. Visit zmed.org for the latest talk on being Tom Hanks's sidekick in the film bachelor party this is consider our knowledge i'm connor bentley and i'm dinah jones mallow ever since our nation's inception there have been high-powered political dynasties from john and john quincy adams to the kennedys the american political system is a family business with multiple generations vying for power in washington the reason we're focusing on the subject of political families today is because the recent candidacy of George Prescott Bush has made us curious about why certain families like the Bushes are so politically involved. Here now is a report from Dinah on the history and dynamics of political dynasties. Family is at the core of politics. It always has been and always will be. For many families, there is an inborn need to serve that spurs multiple generations on, for others, there is a thirst for power that can only be achieved through public office. The Kennedys, the Romneys, the Clintons, the Cuomos. Even disgraced former President Richard Nixon can claim his own dynasty of sorts. His grandnephew, Kippy Nixon, was just elected dog catcher in his hometown of Yorba Linda, California. Whatever the level of government, it is hard to keep some families out of public service. I spoke with members of three families who have seen multiple generations in high-level government positions. My family has politics in their blood. Tag Romney is former Massachusetts Governor Mitt Romney's oldest son. Dad got his start seeing what my grandpa did as governor of Michigan. Even my grandma ran for Senate. So the Romneys are definitely a political family. Tag isn't sure that he sees the same political drive among his four brothers, however. We've seen it from both sides and been through a lot with my dad, so it's hard to go into politics, but never say never. I don't want to speak for my brothers, but I could maybe see one of us running someday, maybe even one of our kids. Who would you say is the most likely to run for office? Matt, Mutt, or maybe Flag? I wouldn't rule out Pitt and Putt either. They're my brother Glag's twins. What would you say about George Prescott Bush, the son of Jeb, running for office? Another Bush, huh? Um, geez, that, that's something. Next, I spoke to former President Bill Clinton about his own political family. We've always just had an interest in politics and a desire to serve our country. I'm not sure if it's innate or not, but something about it just gets me fired up. Do you see more politicians in your family's future? Oh, I think somebody in our family will be involved somehow, whether it's me or Hillary or Chelsea or even Chelsea's kids. What do you think of George P. Bush continuing that family's legacy and running for Texas Land Commissioner? Seriously? Haven't we had enough Bush? Now, I've seen a lot of Bush in my day. I know a lot about Bush, and you gotta have a strong stomach for another big helping of Bush. Believe me, Bush can be a tough chew and hard to swallow. A little Bush goes a long way with me. 
While Mr. Clinton seemed dubious about the prospect of another Bush, I asked Patrick Kennedy, son of the late Ted Kennedy, about his feelings on political families. It's a tough business, as you know. Politics has been good to my family, but also hazardous. I think any family, whether you've been raised in politics or not, has to weigh all the pros and cons before they decide to serve in public office. I felt compelled to serve like my father and uncles, but it's not for everyone. The Bush family has been another big political dynasty in the last 60-odd years. What would you say about 37-year-old George P. Bush running for office in Texas? Fuck! You're not serious! Fuck me! Another f***ing Bush! It appears that all political dynasties are fraught with glories and perils, highs and lows. But no matter the political family, there seems to be one constant among those who have been there. Nobody really likes the Bushes. For COK News, I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. That was a great report, Dinah. For more great stories like the one you just heard, check out our website, considerourknowledge.com. Now we'll turn to Consider Your Health with Alex Truman. Hi, Cotter. Hi, Alex. Today will be a special Ask Alex edition where we'll take questions from our listeners. I'm very excited to take your questions. Good. Well, let's just get started then. Our first question is an email from Trisha in Portland, Maine. Trisha writes, Dear Alex, I'm worried about when my kids get sick because I've heard that some medicines are deadly even in small doses. Trisha, you couldn't be more right. There is a plethora of medicines that can be deadly to children. Pain relievers, or analgesics, are at the top of the list of drugs that poison kids. And a single dose of codeine, morphine, or methadone can end a toddler's life. My advice is do everything you can to protect your kids from getting sick in the first place. Well, now, how can Trisha do that, Alex? Do what my parents did. Go to your local medical supply store and get some thick medical-grade plastic and construct a bubble or cocoon that your children could live in for their formative years. I was germ-free until I was a teenager, and I couldn't have been happier. Yeah, but didn't that end up compromising your immune system, Alex? It did, because I never got exposed to any germs. But by the time I emerged butterfly-like from my germ-free cocoon, I could take all the drugs that I needed without fear of overdosing. That's a fair point. Good luck, Trisha. Now we have a caller on the line from Santa Fe, New Mexico. Hello, Chuck. I'm getting older, and I heard somewhere the more sex can help elderly people like me have a better quality of life. Now, I've actually heard something like that, too. I think they did a story on NPR.com. Yeah, I think that's where I saw it. I've been telling my wife we need to have more sex for years. And now it sounds like the science is backing me up. Indeed it is. As unappealing as the idea of elderly people in the act of coitus is, there is a health benefit to sexual intercourse in your autumn years. Even having sex once a month shows a marked increase in quality of life. That's what I've been saying for years! Good for you, Chuck. While I personally shudder at the idea of you and your wife's wrinkled bodies locked in a sweaty, heaving embrace, I wish you luck. Thanks! Keep in mind, any kind of intimacy, 
be it emotional or physical, is beneficial for your overall health and well-being. At your age, the emotional intimacy can be just as effective as the physical, and far less disturbing to think about. Also, don't forget to wrap it up, Chuck. STDs are rampant in the older age bracket, so be sure to have the safest sex possible. But as I always say, abstinence is the best form of safe sex. Thanks for calling in, Chuck. Our next question comes from our very own Dinah Jones-Mallow. What's your question for Alex, Dinah? Well, Alex, I was just curious about where you stand on Obamacare now, because I know you had a difficult time with it at first. Indeed, I did. I know Obamacare has been a very thorny issue, but I have to say that overall, I think it's been very successful in helping people get coverage. I am almost completely uninsurable, and I was able to get a very good plan. That's good to hear, because I know you had trouble on the healthcare.gov website. Who didn't? If someone like me with 65 pre-existing conditions could get coverage, the president must have done something right. Thanks for coming by, Alex. You're welcome, Connor and Dinah. That's all for this episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from the best-looking news team in public radio, you can go to our website, considerourknowledge.com. You can also like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, at considerourknow, or you can also subscribe to the podcast at iTunes and at Stitcher Radio at stitcher.com. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. She they the, wrote the she she wrote the miss missing misdemeanor when she stole the beans from Lima. Lima tell me where in the world is Carmen San Diego. <laughs>